Kids Ministry Real Talk. My name is Zach and I'm your host. And this is the podcast where we talk real ministry for real people. And today we are talking about kids worship music. This is a huge part of kids ministry. This always comes up in programming conversation is worship music. We talk about curriculum a lot. We talk about crafts and games a lot. But worship is something that is um, so important for the development of kids because kids love music. It's something that's built into their soul. And this is something that actually replicates what we do in a normal Sunday service or big person Sunday service, we call it. So today I'm excited because I have Dylan Arms, who's an artist. He's a recording artist. He has uh, published albums and also published a kid's album. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Dylan, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, Dylan, for people that don't know you, haven't heard your amazing music, would you be able to just tell us a little bit about your context, um, where you are located, where you grew up, how you got into recording and um, music, and then specifically kids music? Sure, yeah. Well, I'm 26 years old. I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, I am a full-time worship director at a church here in Greenville called Springwell Church. Um, I have been on staff for about five years now. I joined uh, the staff here in 2013. And my role as worship director is to oversee our adult worship experience, also our student and family ministry kids worship experience um, as well. Uh, I personally have been playing music since I was 10 years old. And at 10 years old, I got my first guitar as a birthday gift from my grandma and I uh, loved music since before I was 10 years old. Uh, always was listening to music and uh, began taking guitar lessons around 12 years old. Um, actually graduated from a, a, a high school here in Greenville where I was able to, to really study the guitar and even classical music, which I don't do a lot of anymore. Uh, I learned a lot of great things though and wish I still knew a lot of that. Um, but for me personally, music has just always been uh, that place for me to go, that outlet in my life where I was just really able to find expression and um, you know find those ways of, of saying things and experiencing things more on the inside. Um, that maybe I struggled with uh, as a kid growing up. Um, uh, we, I had this basement when I was growing up, and that, I spent so much time in that basement. And uh, my, my dad had actually built that, thinking that was going to be like a man cave for him and right. made it look all nice. And there was a pool table down there, and I, I took that over within the first month. And there was a drum set, there was guitar amps, there was a little bit of studio equipment down there. And, and so I really just dove into music and, and loved every minute of it. Um, and I think that, you know, music speaks to all ages and it's just a universal language and there's something so powerful about music. Um, and, you know, even when it comes to, to worship, music is just one of those things that's, that's been so powerful throughout every generation. Um, so, you know, the Lord has definitely uh, led me in my journey and, and he's led me to being on staff here and, and leading a team. 
um, that we we lead worship through music uh, every weekend, and uh, it's it's just a blast to to be a part of that. That's awesome, and and for everyone listening, I'm gonna pump your tires a little bit, Dylan, because one thing about Dylan is he is a humble guy. Uh, he won't tell you this, but he says uh, your first album is amazing. Um, and, and that wasn't a kid's album, but that's just an amazing song because you were on American Idol. You've been on The Voice, um, successful stuff. So I want to know what led you to doing a kid's album. Uh, yeah. What was the process and the thought through all that? So it's uh, for me, I think it's just been my experience, you know, in music, in worship. Um, it's funny that. Um, you know, looking back, you know, I, I never would have guessed, you know, even three years ago that I would, you know, be here today with the kids album. Um, I have been leading worship with kids for the past six years, uh, mainly through a kids camp that I travel with in the summertime. Um, my role a lot of times on Sunday here at the church is leading worship for adults. So I don't have a lot of um, face-to-face interaction as far as the worship goes. Um, I am involved in song selection, uh, building a team that leads worship here, uh, motion writing, but a lot of the times I am on stage with the adults leading worship. So a lot of my personal experience in, in leading kids of worship is, is summer camps. Um, but there's something so... Um, you know, with kids, kids just worship differently, I think, than, than adults do. And there's something very um, appealing to me about that. I think it even pulls something out of me that maybe I don't always get with when I'm leading adults in worship. And I think that that could just be that kids aren't afraid to worship. Um, kids don't have those conditional thoughts and um, some of those things that over time, as we grow into adults, we kind of build some barriers and some walls in our lives. Uh, kids just, you know, they, when they are in a moment of worship, they're just worshiping and they're not afraid what it looks like, what it sounds like. And there's something so special about that to me, um, that I think is a very powerful thing. Um, so I think for me, it, that just kind of developed um, into this desire to create more worship opportunities for kids. Um, and with my role here at the church, uh, especially when it comes to finding new music for our kids to be worshiping to on Sunday mornings, um, I personally found that there was just really a void in current kids' music. Um, I know that there are some, some great kids' artists out there today, and, um, you know, some of them I'm actually friends with. And so I know that there, there is some new current music that is being put out, mm-hmm. but being, when you compare that just to, uh, you know, maybe even like youth worship or adult worship songs that are being put out, there's so much more of that and less kids worship. Um, and when I look at some of the kids songs that, that maybe, um, you know, maybe the most available out there. It's, it's either really old or it's super, super kitty. And it's, there's not really that good, you know, modern common ground with kids worship. So I just wanted to jump in and, and write some new songs that kids could experience Jesus through and that it would also be something that they would want to listen to in today's culture and what they're hearing on the radio, um, that kind of thing, just kind of meeting them where they are 
in the current music style and uh, you know the current um, setting that that music is in at this time. Yeah, I think that's so good, and I think that elementary school age, you know, because there's all those there's the preschool ages uh, songs and that are good and but those can be a little kiddie and then yeah the youth is fun it's poppy you know it's relevant but that elementary school age is so important because they are listening to the radio they're listening to good music um, right. and that's where we gotta start that level of you know if it's not enjoyable to listen to if it's not you know nice and you know kind of spark something inside of you then it doesn't really right. matter what it says or it doesn't really matter so that level of uh, relevance is so important for that age group right yeah and one thing about that too is <clears throat> when it comes to uh the church uh in general you know being relevant i think is so important because if kids are able to find that quality of music in, in a secular song on the radio you know, the message that we have with Jesus is so much more important than than what's being played on the radio on those secular stations. So if we can, you know, present that message in a way that's just as, as powerful and as moving as music is in today's culture, you know, on, on the radio, then then I think we're making church that that place that kids can go and they can say, oh, yeah, I, I really enjoy being there, um, you know. Because of, you know, and music's just one element of all of, you know, the big picture of that. But, um, yeah, I think relevance is, is so important. That's awesome. So that's obviously what kind of sparked the, you know, we got to get some good, you know, relevant music here. Um, and then what was the process like for you as you started writing those songs and, and writing the music? And what were some lenses that you're looking for and saying it needs to be like this or it needs to be more like this or the lyrics need to represent this? What were a couple key things um, that you're looking for? Yeah. So this was a really, really fun process for me. And, um, you know, I'll admit when I started writing these songs, it was it really challenged me because you have to stop and you have to think how can you communicate in a way that the kids are going to be able to understand. And, um, you know, that's not quite as easy as you might think it would be when you start really digging into that. Um, so a lot of what I did in the beginning was I started asking questions, um, to, you know, some kids directors and some people that had more experience one-on-one -on -one with kids. Um, you know, getting some of their their thoughts and ideas of, you know, what are some avenues that are ways to best communicate like a kid to a kid through through song. Um, so when I started writing uh, lyrics, um, really the whole thing, you know, the whole song, I think, number one, is it fun? Because kids are kids. And the thing that kids like to do is they like to have fun. So is, is the music fun? Is the direction of the song, is it fun? Um, and a lot of times as I'm writing the song, uh, because I'm also, um, you know, the, the leader that is going to be on stage leading these songs, a lot of times I will put myself in the, the position of I'm on stage in front of a group of kids. And so what kind of energy, um, you know, presence do, do I want this song to have? And that will sort of set my direction for where I'm going. Um, you know, I am able to 
to write the lyrics of the song, but I'm also able to, to kind of put that music together with it. Um, and so that, that really does help me form the song, being able to, you know, to, to write the music with it and play some of the music with it just really helps me uh, determine how to, how to go about the song. Um, lyrically, you know, I'm also the guy, when I write a song, I, I start with the music and, and that sets my direction. And then I form the lyrics within the music. Um, when it comes to the lyrics, the biggest thing, you know, just going back to thinking, how do you communicate to the kid is you got to speak it in the language of the kid. Um, if, if they're not able to understand, you know, some of the, the deeper concepts that, that we as adults can understand, then we've got to figure out a way to simplify that so that they can be on board with it. Um, the thing that, uh, that I love about kids is, is they are able to experience worship on a deep level. But the only way that they're going to be able to do that is if they can follow the message of the song. Um, so language is, is so great um, and, and a big key in that. Um, more from a musical uh, approach. And even when I'm on stage, like I said, thinking about how I'm going to lead the song is as I'm writing the song, I'm thinking, is it going to be singable? And is it going to be easy to follow? Um, you know, you want the melody and you want the music to be something that that they're going to walk away singing in their head, um, you know, trying to make that catchy hook in a song so that, you know, they're going to walk away and they're going to remember that. Um, but keeping it very simple enough so that they can, you know, remember it, sing along to it. You can teach it live and then they can catch on as you're singing it, you know, even for the first time, just making it really easy to, to sing. Um, so there, there's some thoughts. There's, yeah, there's, no, that's so great. I, question: I'm not a musical guy, but uh, you've you've written adult songs. Was it a challenge to kind of think through the melody and even you know what what, what kind of level is a kid singing at? Is is that different, or is it a you know a good melody is singable by everyone? Um, yeah, I think I think the melody is. Um, Probably, melodies are probably universal. Um, the thing about the kids, though, is I think the difference with adult worship is you you have a lot more space, maybe, in between some lyrics and like some, you know, a verse and a chorus, or you've got a, a long turnaround of music after a chorus. Um, I think with kids that you you almost have to constantly re-engage and, and bring them back in and keep their attention. So... I think that it's more of the musical spacing. You have to keep that shorter mm. than an adult worship um, or else you're going to lose their attention and then, you know, have to figure out how to bring them back in. Right. It's like the chorus break. Like we're scared of that because that's 10 seconds of empty space right. where the kids are going to run around. Right. You got to yeah. think through those things. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um um, so that was your process in writing the songs. And you talked about song selection. You know, obviously, I'm sure you sing some of your songs. Um, but, you know, there's other songs. Are there other things that you think through when you're listening to a new song or a new album comes up? What's your, are, are you, you're processing those kind of things. Is there anything else that you're trying to listen for? And this is really helpful for people as they're listening to, you know, tons of songs out there. What should they be listening for? Sure. Yeah. 
Um, I think that, you know, with worship music, there's, there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different song types to choose from, you know, you got your slow song, you've got your fast song, um, with kids, you know, I think, I think sometimes with, with songs, um, it could be possible to, and, and I'm thinking more on like a service programming element, uh, not really like a songwriting type of thought process, but yeah. like choosing and creating that worship environment. Um, I think that sometimes it can be easy to, to over-spiritualize some of those elements. I think that it's okay to just pick a song because it's fun mm-hmm. and just do it because it's fun. Uh, because like I said, kids are kids and they like to have fun and you can use that to then, you know, maybe transition into something more, uh, you know, with a spiritual message, you know, transition just a fun element into a fun worship song. Um, and, you know, have that high energy moment with kids, um, and, you know, and then transition into a, a slower worship song. I think that when, when I'm listening to songs, the main thing that I'm listening for is just, you know, lyric by lyric. Is it something that an elementary kid is going to be able to grasp and understand? Um, nothing too uh, far-fetched or nothing too, um, what's the right word for that? words that just kind of paint pictures and and we as adults, you know, get the idea and the concepts, but it could be like too deep for a kid to understand. Like that's really what I'm thinking through because it could be a great song, but it could be a great song for adults and not kids. Mm -hmm. So just really thinking about, you know, your audience and, and who you're leading in that. Right. So you really have to put your kids filter on and think, you know, this idea about, crimson snow or something like does that you know even i don't you know i don't know what that means because i'm indoctrinated into and i've heard it and stuff but if you have time to develop that idea about this metaphor this kind of word uh linkage um there it doesn't make sense yeah right that's really great exactly would there be anything else that you'd want to add to that how do you or yeah go ahead go ahead no i was just when you program a service what do you what kind of songs where do you put where you know do you have a number of songs you know two here one here this kind of song here you know because that's definitely something that i know you think about in the main stage um you know how do we translate that to thinking about a kid's program Sure. Uh, the way that we utilize worship, um, we actually do worship in the beginning of the service. Um, we do have a lot of pre-service, you know, games and activities as kids are coming in that we're kind of, um, already the moment that they walk in the door, you know, we want to get their attention with those pre-service elements and games. Um, and then once the service time rolls around, the first thing we, we jump into is, is worship. Um, and for us, because it is at the beginning of the service and because it's coming out of all the pre-service stuff, mm-hmm. uh, we, we see that as a way of transitioning into, you know, setting the kids up for what they're going to hear in, in the story and through the video elements that we have. And um, just the message that they're going to be receiving in the service worship is our way of, of just transitioning them into that, getting them ready for that. So 
a lot of times um, our first song is just going to be uh, a fun song. Um, it's going to be something that's just high energy and, you know, kind of they're already hyped up from the games that they're playing. So it wouldn't make too much sense for us to go to a slow song, you know, to kick that off with a slow song because they wouldn't quite be there yet. So uh, we just want to take them, you know, on a steady journey. So we wanted to start high energy with, with a praise song. Um, and then, you know, our second song might s still be an upbeat song, you know, depending on where we're going after that. Um, we might have like a fun hosting part that comes after the worship. And so we want to keep their energy up a little bit. Mm. Or if it's more of a low key thing, then maybe say a video where they're going to be sitting down. Um, you know, we're just kind of thinking, where are we going? So that could be more of a slower song that does focus their attention, you know, on, on Jesus and, you know, maybe the cross, maybe what he's done for them, or maybe, you know, how amazing God is and that he's, you know, the creator of all things. And so, you know, less, you know, jumping up and down kind of thing and more of like a focused mindset. Um, so, you know, in a nutshell, that's kind of how we go about planning our worship set is just, you know, where are we starting and then where are we going to end up and what's going to be the next thing that follows worship? And, you know, how do we just use those songs to really set kids up for what they're going to be experiencing in the service that day? You know, creating a consistent worship experience is is really good, too. Like if you, you know, if you if doing lyric videos or doing a band is your thing, then, you know, find something and, and almost stick to it so that you create that consistency with the kids so they can come in knowing kind of what to expect, but also, um, balancing that with, you know, not make it too predictable every single time, right? but just for the comfort of the kid, you know, so it can be an environment that they know and are comfortable in. I, I totally would agree with that. That's something that, you know, if it's changing every single week, you know, even like the orientation of the room or something like that's really more shocking like that is, yeah. is makes people uncomfortable, but changing the songs that you're doing and some of the moves that you're doing is keeping that fresh and engaging. Mm -hmm. so you're balancing out what is, what are your standards and even your standards of excellence? You know, we always have one person up front, um, a real person that is, fun to actually be around we don't put anyone not fun on on sage and we always have a, a video those are standards that you have and sometimes you had more people sometimes you had different videos sometimes you had a, a live give one of the person people a microphone to actually sing over top of the track or anything right. like that but the minimum is there that's great right it's really encouraging to hear if somebody is out there right now and they're kind of working and they want to get their worship kids worship to another level or start it what would be some encouragement you know where should they start how should they um what kind of things should they be thinking through um, sure um i would say and, and there's a lot of different ways honestly to you know to go about kids worship um you know depending on the church size um you know maybe having one person on stage uh, you know, leading a song that's playing, you know, through a track is, is all you're able to do. Um, and the thing about that is that's absolutely okay. Like there's no right or wrong way, um, you know, to, 
if you can only do so much, you know, at certain seasons in your life and, and where you are with, you know, the church, um, or, you know, you may be at a bigger church and you're able to actually incorporate, you know, kids and, and students into more of a band setting and have more of a live worship thing like that. Um, we actually have uh, a motions team that leads worship for our kids. Um, we do have songs. It's, it's all through track. Uh, we have a, a motions team that's about four to five people every week. And we actually have one person on, on mic, on the microphone. And we call that person the hype man. Mm. And that person actually isn't singing the song. Um, they're just the person that's leading the kids. That's constantly, you know, bringing their focus and re-engaging them, telling them what we're doing. Um, so, you know, when, with our two songs, we've got either a lyric video that's on the screen. Um, the lyric videos are great because they, they just help create a, an energy in the room, you know, uh, lyrics that are moving and graphics that are moving just kind of help create an energy in the room. Um, we've also used some, some videos that are more music video style and they have people in the videos that are doing the motions in addition to the people live on the stage. And when you sort of add both of those together, you almost get this effect that there's more people in the room leading the song than there actually is. If you have five people live on stage, but you have, you know, a video that's got five more people, then it kind of creates this effect that you've almost got 10 people, which is just, you know, from an energy in the room perspective, that there's more of that happening. Um, so the biggest thing though, that I would say that, that we think through, um, we think about the fifth grade boy when it comes to leading the room and, what I mean by that is we want to do everything that we can to engage the fifth grade boy, uh, just because we think that um, the fifth grade boy is really the leader among all of their peers in the room. So, you know, every ele elementary kid is looking up to that fifth grade boy, um, the fourth grade boy, um, the third grade boy, you know, they're just looking up to the, their person up from them, the grade above them. Um, so if we can engage the fifth grade boy, then really everybody else is going to follow them. So, you know, if we're doing, uh, or if we're showing a video and it's got, you know, just going back to just, you know, one of those elements that are just for the fun of it. And it's got some, some goofy moves and some crazy dance motions. And, you know, if, if the fifth grade boy is like, oh, this is not very cool, then odds are the rest of the room is going to follow them. But if you can get them to think it's cool, then, you know, you've got the rest of the room with them. But the way to, that we go about engaging them is you've got to, you got to have someone on stage that is like them that's going to demonstrate, hey, this is a cool thing to do. Right. So almost having um, that fifth grade boy on stage. now whether or not you can, you know, you have that available in your actual kids ministry to have that person on stage, even if it's a student, you know, from the student group or the youth group, um, you know, that male figure is, is so key to that. Um, which is actually, you know, when it, when it comes back to, you know, to the album that, that I did, um, 
you know, I love the fact that that I'm a, a 26 year old male who's, you know, writing these songs and putting that out there. Um, because worship is, is what God's created us to do. And, um, you know, I, I want to be a role model to those, uh, you know, middle school guys, those elementary guys, uh, someone that they can look up to and say, you know what, it is cool to, to worship. It is cool, um, you know, to surrender your life to Jesus. That That's how we're, what we're made to do. Um, you know, but it, it, it take someone to, to set that example and to show that, Hey, this is, you know, this is how this works. This is how you do it. Um, so going back to your question, um, yeah, the thinking about the fifth grade boy and then, you know, thinking about your leaders on stage, whether that's a band setting or emotions team, making sure, you know, that you have those, um, those male role models on stage demonstrating, you know, whatever it is, uh, the fun stuff, the worship stuff, all of that. Yeah. A lot of amazing practical things that you just said there. I want to unpack them a little bit is, you know, what it sounds like the video can be very impactful because a lot of people, you know, to have a singer, a guitar player, a drummer, you know, a bass player, or even just whatever, that's a lot of production to make that well. Um, but what is easy is to put a lyric video on stage and get two leaders up on front and they don't even have to know, they don't even have to be singers or be know the lyrics well. Um, but what they do have to know is what is the latest dance move? Is it the floss or the, you know, the thing? I don't even know what they are, but <laughs> they come and go so fast. You just got to be relevant. That's right. Um, but that's really simple. And I think that's a good thing that a lot of churches can do. And, you know, I think a lot of larger churches, they try to get to the band, but they realize, you know what, let's just put a video on and let's actually spend our efforts in engaging, um, dancing and, and having fun. And that's actually way more efficient anyway. So why do we even need a drummer, you know, to spend half an hour setting up a drum kit in the morning? The beautiful thing about a lyric video is it's it's always right every time, you know, as long as there's no uh, technical difficulties, it's always right. Right. Um, the energy is is great because you can just really crank it up and, you know, you've got a, a loud, full sounding song and um, and it's controlled too. you know, you, you're going to get what you're expecting to get every time with that video. That's awesome. And I just want to end here with, um, would you be able to tell people where they can get your music? And I think you have lyric videos for your songs too, where they can get those. And um, even if you had other suggestions for um, resources, lyric videos for people, where to find, even stay in touch with the latest songs. um, What's your process? And definitely tell us about where they can find uh, your new album. Sure. Uh, my website is dylanarms.com and on the website, you can, uh, listen to the full kids album. Uh, you can purchase the songs there. Uh, you can even preview, uh, each of the live lyric videos that are available with each song. Um, you can purchase the, the lyric videos there. Um, and then of course you can always go to iTunes and, and find the album available there. Um, as far as other resources, um, 
You know, I am definitely open. Uh, you know, if anyone wants to to send me an email at uh, Dylan at DylanArms.com, then, you know, whatever the latest may be, because, you know, I know that um, I don't have any that, that come to mind right in this moment. Yeah. But there's so many out there. So if anyone wants to, you know, reach out and, and shoot me an email, I'd love to, to share what I, what I know with them. Awesome. Well, encourage everyone to go check out that album. I've been listening to it. It's been great. And uh, yeah, it's not expensive to get those lyric videos. So they just get those and there's a whole mess of songs that you can rotate through. So that's going to be an amazing Absolutely. resource. Um, Dylan, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your knowledge with us today. Um, and appreciate all the work that you've done to create those songs that are going to change lives for years to come. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for all the listeners taking time to, to listen in today. Awesome. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I want to encourage you to check out Dylan's album, but also tune in next week for more Kids Ministry Real Talk. The God who came to save me from my sin became a man. He lived a life I could not live. Heaven's land